Hey, what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Amazing Grace, and you are listening to The Remedy. Hey, you guys, oh my gosh, has has it been a week, a month? Has it been a couple of years since things went bananas? Okay, right now, today, I just realized that it was, it is the two-year anniversary of when the script got flipped. You know what I mean? The world has gone from just normal crazy to this new normal that, oh man, I do not, uh, I do not want it. (laughs) This new normal, it is not, oh my gosh. You guys know what I'm saying. You don't want it either. (laughs) You know, what's crazy is that, man, we've just like been infiltrated with one change after another and things that we never, ever thought would become reality, the things of of science fiction horror and the things of books like George Orwell's 1984. And, and, you know, back when I went to school, they made us read 1984 and uh, the other George Orwell book, um, Animal Farm. I don't know if you've read those, but... We are living way too close to 1984 right now. Uh, Super, super crazy. Back in the 90s, the then vice president was named Al Gore, and he had a wife, Tipper Gore. And, you know, every kind of every first lady, you know, runs on some kind of platform and they kind of do something that they think is philanthropic. They've got this cause that they take up. Michelle Obama, it was the school lunch program and, um, you know, fitness for kids. And, and, uh, I don't even know what Barbara Bush's was or, you know, really, I don't, I really, I don't care. But the back in the nineties, I did care because Tipper Gore, who was Al Gore's wife, her philanthropic cause was censorship, which, <laughs> It seems to be par for the course for the Democratic Party uh, that is now, but (laughs) censorship and it sounded, you know, good, probably to the parental ears at the time. But um, she went on a rampage to censor music. And most of her focus was on like the rap and the hip hop industry. And she implemented this warning label on on all those kind of albums, any album with uh, like sexually explicit lyrics or spicy language. And they became known as like parental advisory albums or explicit lyrics albums. And they even had like these um, labels on them that said parental advisory on on the albums. And you had to be of like an adult age. I think you had to be 18 to buy them. And, you know, coming up as a a young teen, I was a young teen during that that time. And to those who know me and to you who are getting to know me, I love rap. I mean, now, even now, I love rap. I love hip hop. I love R&B. And and back in the day, I especially loved gangster rap. And I don't even remember the first time that I really heard gangster rap and what what about it grabbed me other than the fact that I'm kind of rebellious and it was like, you know, 
hell yeah, or something, you know, I don't know, man, but something about it grabbed me. But my oldest brother and his best friend um, were, they were actually in a gang in Southern California. And looking up to my older brother, who was, you know, so cool, rolling up in his cherry red, lowered only inches from the ground VW bug, he would be bumping NWA or Easy e or, well, uh, Ice T back in the day also. Um, and man, I already loved rap. I mean, I, I had already been listening to Run DMC and Will Smith, uh, Fresh Prince, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Um, you know, kind of the cleaner <laughs> rap. And of course, you know, in the 90s, I loved the Beastie Boys, right? Uh, but I'm not going to lie when I say that I loved me some gangster rap. <sighs> I know every word to pretty much every NWA song, every Easy e song, and even some deeper ones like uh, AMG, uh, Bish Better Have My Money. Okay, yeah, I said it. You know, I'm not sure. It was probably my brother who sparked my love of listening to that. Or maybe, I don't know, it was the fact that I was a dancer for a lot of years and I took a lot of hip-hop classes. Not sure. Or maybe it's just something in my soul that just grabbed a hold of it. It grabbed a hold of me. I don't know. But yeah, back then I was that badass pastor's kid skater chick hanging around with every and all of the crowds but I always had the music the ones that uh, the other people couldn't get their hands on and yeah Sarah's got it let her bump it then there was this one album that came out and oh my gosh it sparked the controversy of the world it was this group called two live crew and I don't know if you're from that 90s era you know who I'm talking about. They had a, an album. Actually, I came out, I think, in the late 80s, but it was somehow wrapped up in the early 90s music controversy. And it, it then gained its fame during this time of it being labeled as an explicit lyrics album, a parental advisory album. And uh, it was called As Nasty As They Want to Be. I don't know. Did you own that album? <laughs> you don't have to tell me. <laughs> God knows. <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Repent. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I was not of age. I was not 18. There's no way that I could have bought this album. And I don't even know how I did. But somehow there was this there was a record store that everyone went to. And it was uh, this shop in in the little town I grew up in. It was called Rare Earth is the name of the the shop. And it had like um, a bunch of kind of uh, hippie uh, import kind of stuff in the, the top of the store and, and crafty soaps and things like that. It was really cool. But then downstairs, they had a record store and um, they had every like actual records, vinyl that you could go in and you buy and, and old stuff and new stuff and collectors would go there and things like that. But then also they had the latest and the greatest. And so somehow, I don't know how, but somehow I was able to buy this album as nasty as they want to be to live crew. And, you know, listen, if you're out there and you were one of the members of two live crew, don't take offense, but the album was not good. It, it was not good. Not only was the content 
morally <laughs> not good. <laughs> Let's just shelf that for a second. I mean, the the rap wasn't that great. The beats were not that sick. You know, it really wasn't something that you'd play like in the club or something that you're going to dance to or listen to or that it would, you know, hold the test of time at all. And in no way am I at all saying, hey, you know, you should go out there and, you know, download that album. Please don't. <laughs> it's not worth it is not worth poisoning your brain over if you don't know what I'm talking about and you never have heard it. But anyway, moving on, somehow I got it. And oh, you guys, I was so cool. Oh my gosh. It was like, oh yeah, you know who's got it? Sarah's got the album. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, then of course, quietly, we would put it in our little Walkman and we would all just kind of listen like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I'm admitting all kinds of things to you guys. Yo, I'm not perfect. I already told you that. We know this about me. I know it about you. Ain't nobody who's who's walking around here spotless except for the lo- the Lamb of God who laid down his life to cover us. You know what I'm saying? So, man, <laughs> that ship has sailed. So anyway, in no way am I saying, hey, 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 you know, go out and get get that album. No, I'm not. But what I stood up for back then and what I was so upset about, even as a teenager, was the censorship of free speech. Should young kids like me have been listening to that garbage? No way. Totally not. No way. But still, they shouldn't have been censoring people the way that they are. And so even back then, I was totally against censorship. And now fast forward to today, and I am still standing for free speech. I knew back then the dangers of silencing people And now we're seeing really those dangers coming to fruition. The crazy thing now, though, is that the people who are being censored are me. (laughs) I'm the one with the explicit label warning on my page. If you go to my Instagram, and and you can very well go there, I'm going to say it's Sarah with an H, Sarah underscore amazing underscore grace. Head over to my Instagram hit the follow button. You know what you're going to see? You're going to see a warning label pop up. Why? Because I have been posting truth. And the truth that I post, oh my gosh, I can't believe Sarah would post this. Oh my gosh. Heavily researched articles or even the papers dropped by the manufacturers themselves of these experimental drugs and injections or um, maybe media who has lied and videos of media lying. This is not misinformation, but this is the information that they want you to miss. And so they label it as explicit or they jump out with their fact checkers. Fact checkers checked this and they said it was false. Um, Yeah, Facebook just had to admit in open court that their fact checkers are not actually any form of fact, that they're actually based on opinion. (laughs) So because somebody didn't like what I wrote, they decided that in their mind, they're going to say, this is a fact check, because then people believe it, just like people are still out there believing that Snopes is some kind of authority on the truth. Uh, They ain't, by the way. Anyway, so here I am carrying this label of explicit lyrics. Meanwhile, songs like WAP, which if you don't know what WAP is, again, Just like two live crew, there's no reason to go out there and, you know, look this up. But it stands for 
a woman's body part in a very vulgar and provocative way. And the whole song is a vulgarity. It's completely vulgar, in my opinion, (laughs) but also in God's opinion. It's all about fornicating and being vulgar for vulgarity's sake. But somehow that doesn't get, you know, Tipper Gore's stamp on it. Um, That got the Song of the Year Award, actually. And there are TikToks and kids dancing, little kids dancing to it and people who know the lyrics to it. It's freaking bananas how, you know, back then, you know, I had to show my ID. Well, I guess I didn't because I wasn't 18, but somehow somebody showed their ID to buy me that album. (laughs) And it had an explicit warning, parental advisory, yet, you know, WAP gets to have the song of the year. I mean, boy, have things flipped. And then anybody who posts actual truth, and I'm not talking about the fake news media truth. I'm talking about actual real documents and the the videos of people saying, yeah, I lied. We lied for ratings, you know, like IE Project Veritas. We talked about that last week in in our episode. But I mean, we're talking about real, true facts that are underneath all of the fake stuff that's being pumped out propaganda wise. This is like literally 1984 in that book where they talk about the ministry of truth, but truth was anything but truth. The ministry of truth was the propaganda pushers and anybody who was actually standing up for and going, whoa, 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 hey, 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 uh, that's not the truth. You can't just say two plus two equals five. That's not true. Uh, uh, that's that now you are misinformation, you know, and you get the label. So anyway, it's any of that censored speech that goes against their this huge, you know, particular agenda that is going on right now. The agenda is the Great Reset is what the agenda is called. It's not a conspiracy. They've literally talked about it. It's in the World Economic Forums. It isn't a it isn't a lie. It isn't made up by conspiracy theorists. Although, by the way, your local conspiracy theory friend We've been talking about it for years, and you called us conspiracy theorists. But now we got, you know, uh, the the man Klaus Schwab talking about it as if he's some unelected authority in the world about how, you know, he wants people to die off and that, you know, population control and all this other crazy stuff. And he literally wrote a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset. And uh, amazing how it got published in 2020, uh, early 2020, yet Uh, Somehow the virus had just come out and he wrote a book and he was able to get it edited and published and all this stuff. Yeah, right, right. It was almost as if he planned it, but, you know, almost as, hmm. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. I mean, just think for a second, you guys. Use your own brain. Think, 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 think before it's illegal for you to think. Think. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. So now I have this warning label on my Instagram. Now, I have been put in Facebook jail more times than I can count. Knock on wood, my accounts are still active, but I have received warnings that my accounts actually might be shut down permanently if I continue to spread false information, right? False, according to their opinion-based fact checkers. Okay, got it. Anyway, so much so that my girlfriend in Hawaii, Kristen, she had an ornament made for our Christmas tree that was a Facebook jail frequent uh, frequent offender. <laughs> and, and it hangs from my Christmas tree, and I'm so proud of it. Anyway, to me, it's a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor because I know that I'm speaking truth. Not only that, I'm speaking truth about the Word of God, posting about 
the king of kings and that God wins in the end of all of this, this garbage that's happening right now, the king of kings, the God of the universe, he wins. And so that is a very powerful statement. There are, there are countries that are actually trying to ban Christianity uh, because of the powerful, truthful statements that are being spoken about Jesus. And there are people who are shadow banned who post about the truth about biblical stuff. And shadow banned is when the media, um, social media, when, when the people behind the curtain of social media don't like what you're saying, they will absolutely put your posts. In fact, I've gotten warnings every single week. I get warnings that say, warning, the information that you're posting, you will now be put to the bottom of the list. So they have an algorithm that will put you in front of people. And so when you go to an account and they've got a ton of followers, somehow that person either is not posting truth, or if they are posting truth, they're not getting um, the attention of whoever the people behind the curtain are, or there's something going on that they are able to break through that algorithm. I, after posting the episode called Freedom Convoy 2022, if you haven't listened to Freedom Convoy, head back a few episodes and listen. It's a, it's a super amazing episode. And it's not a crazy political ranting. It, it, it's an amazing episode. But because of the title of it, we were actually shadow banned. We went from the top 25 podcasts in the world, and we dropped down to some of the bottom in our listenership. And people had tried to find our podcast, and they couldn't. It wouldn't even come up in the search from Spotify, from Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. When people tried to search for The Remedy with Sarah Amazing Grace podcast, we were actually put down to the very bottom that people were not able to find us after we posted that episode. And I was given a warning by Spotify that I had to agree to not post any uh, flagrant content, any content that was considered dangerous speech. Can you believe that, you guys? Can you absolutely believe that this is the world that we are living in? It, it's crazy. It means that, that speaking the truth doesn't get shared on mainstream platforms. We saw that happen with Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan actually came out and um, he apologized, or it was some kind of apology for having uh, these physicians on who are experts in their field. I mean, these are crazy, amazing physicians. These are not some fly-by-night, uneducated people. These are people who know exactly what they're talking about, but it goes completely against what this narrative that they've been trying to shove in our faces. And so they tried to cancel Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has a, an amazingly huge listener base. And so his listeners actually rose up and created a big stir. What what happened, though, is that then Joe came out and he was saying, he kind of backtracked a little bit. And, and I was actually really disappointed by that. To, to see him say that, um, you know, I can't remember his exact wording, but, you know, it, it wasn't a strong defense of him having this information on his show, this really incredibly pertinent information on his show that can help save people's lives. And instead of coming out in defense of it, he actually kind of backpedaled a little bit. And I was like, whoa, dude, d you know, what are you doing? 
then he, you know, kind of fell out of uh, out of the media cycle of people blasting him. And then, you know, he came back at it. And his response was, instead of canceling what I have to say, come with a better argument. And I think that that's, that's fantastic. Come with a better argument. Don't just say, oh, don't listen to him. No, tell, tell people why. And in a, in a real with a with a real argument. Anyway, I don't have yet the listenership that Joe Rogan has. And I hope that we are, you know, regaining that footing that we were uh, knocked back because of posting such a controversial topic as the Freedom Convoy. But anyway, man, I'm such a rebel. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) and all for what, man? Just sharing about what is the explicit lyrics of today, (sighs) which is the truth. I mean, it's not cussing. It's not how to get freaky. <laughs> no, that's that stuff's readily accepted. And man, you get the award for the biggest song of the year. <laughs> but post about truth, post about freedom, and you get blasted. Being doxxed for what you're saying, being canceled, being shut down, or worse, for speaking the truth, you guys, it isn't new. Throughout time and history, those who have swam against the common narrative, have been cut off for a time. Jesus himself was arrested, and not actually because of anything that he did, even though something that he did was used for the arrest warrant, and that was him raising Lazarus from the dead. That was the reason that they put forth the arrest warrant for him. But the Sanhedrin, who was the uh, religious law, they were the council back in the day, the Great Council, they didn't like the following that this man, Jesus, had. His teaching, which was often contrary and very controversial to what the church of the day taught. And Jesus spoke with the authority of the ages. He is the creator of the world and everything in it. He spoke with such authority, of course, and he performed miracles and the blasphemous act of claiming to be the Messiah, Jesus was the Son of God, and that was blasphemy. There were actually seven recorded plots against Jesus in the New Testament. Three were uh, recorded as actual assassination attempts, um, and they're listed um, there. And then there were two efforts to actually arrest him. And the arrest warrant that finally brought Jesus, or Yeshu is his name, um, uh, in the Hebrew, but Yeshu, uh, the arrest warrant was because, as I said, he raised Lazarus from the dead. And that act, because, I mean, it was the talk of, of everywhere. You want to talk about being on TMZ and the paparazzi and being in the mouths of every single person bigger than Joe Rogan, people blasting the truth everywhere was Jesus raising a dead man from the grave and calling him forth into life. Man, people were like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And the Sanhedrin was like, we need to censor that. We need to silence that. That is explicit lyrics. Boom. That is a no. We need to shut that ish down. And you say, you know, you might say to me like, oh, Sarah, okay, Jesus, was he even a a real man? And, you know, what is the evidence? And, you know, okay, that sounds good. Oh, that's, you know, what, what a sensational story that he raised a man from the dead. Is there any evidence? But actually, interestingly enough, uh, there is his arrest warrant. (laughs) It's actually in the Jewish Talmud. 
and lists the wording of the arrest warrant, says wanted Yeshua Hanozri, who is Jesus of Nazareth, and that he shall be stoned because he was uh, practicing sorcery, essentially, and he was enticing Israel into apostasy. And the warrant goes on to say that anyone who can say anything in his favor, let him come forward and plead on his behalf. Of course, Jesus hadn't been arrested yet, so the warrant says stoned, but we know from the record that he then went in front of Pontius Pilate. And the rest of the story we know with people shouting crucify and, um, you know, they released the known criminal Barabbas instead of Jesus or Yeshua. Anyway, I don't need to continually prove Jesus is real. He was, he is, and he is to come. He is alive and he will transform your life when you surrender. Okay. And if you have surrendered your life to Jesus, then you already know what I'm saying. And I'm preaching to the choir. Amen. (laughs) You know what I mean? Anyway, my point is, is that some people have hated the truth for thousands of years. It ain't new. It ain't new. People, you post the truth and they want to censor it. They have had their own fact checkers since day one. Anyway, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, he says, look, I am sending you out as sheep among the wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and as harmless as doves, but beware for you will be handed over to courts. You will be beaten and you will be whipped in the synagogues and you will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers, because of them speaking the truth about who Jesus is and what he's done in their lives. Jesus says, when you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say, that God will give you the right words at the right time, for it is not you who will be speaking, but it will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. Jesus then goes on to speak about how hard it's going to be to speak the truth and how many will reject it, but that every truth will be revealed. Jesus, who many like to, you know, kind of paint as this like peace and love, you know, weak hippie type, you know, oh, Jesus wouldn't say that, you know, Jesus would just go ahead and accept everyone's lifestyle just how they were. You know, people come at me all the time and they say, well, yeah, but you know, how would Jesus act about this? And I'm like, you know what? Let's crack open the word of God. Let's see how Jesus would actually act like this. I had someone bounce into my inbox this week and say, you know, Sarah, Jesus was for peace and for freedom. And I was like, "Uh, actually, no. Jesus said, don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. You guys, I can't, I, Sarah, I can't stay silent in the face of truth. I am a follower of that same Yeshua, the one who not only spoke the truth, despite backlash and the cancel culture of his days, but he is the truth. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse six, Jesus said, I am the way I am the truth and I am the life and no one comes to the father except through me. Jesus is not just one way amongst many others, you guys. If that were true, Jesus wouldn't have had to come at all because there are many other ways. Just pick one of the other ways. 
Jesus wouldn't have had to come here and be doxxed and cancel cultured and ultimately suffer the most excruciating excruse of the cross, excruciating ways to die, to shed his perfect blood for you and for me. He wouldn't have had to do it because there are other ways, right? No, Jesus, believe him, believe him for who he says he is. He said he is the way. He also is the truth. Jesus is the truth. And many people don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear the truth just like now they don't want to hear the truth. Jesus is the life. And why does Jesus have to be the life? Why does Jesus have to be the life, Sarah? We're already living. Uh, Not really. Ephesians chapter 2 says, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. The devil is at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we are subject to God's anger, just like everybody else. But God, but God, you guys, but God so rich in mercy, he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life. That's Jesus. When he raised Christ, that's Jesus, Yeshu, from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you were saved. And in verse 6, it says, For he raised us from being dead along with Christ, and he seated us with him in that heavenly realm because we are united with Christ, Yeshua. So God can point us in all future ages That's us, you and me, we're the future ages, as examples of incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united in Christ Jesus. It goes on to say that God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for it, that it is a gift from God. (laughs) It's a gift, you guys. Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is. He is our life because we were already dead and because Jesus gave his life and was raised up into life again through him, the life. We can have life. We aren't dead in our sins anymore. That's incredible. Remember in Romans 6.23, it says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift from God is eternal life through who? 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 It's through Yeshu. It's through Jesus, who is Yeshua Ramashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. He is the Messiah. He is the truth. Jesus was loved by many and is loved by many all throughout the world. There are places right now, you guys, that they will completely shut you down if you speak the truth of Jesus. People who have literally been and are being beheaded for their faith. It is illegal to be a Christian in many nations right now. That ain't some, you know, you know, far off, you know, thing. The missionaries going, no, this is literally happening right now, right now in countries that we think are developed countries. 
People are being sent to underground churches to be able to worship God. And do you know what? The largest churches in the world, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, and they said, well, it's, you know, it's because America, you know, is, is a Christian nation, and we have the largest, uh-uh. You know, I want to know where the largest Christian populations are. It's in the places where being a Christian is illegal. The underground churches in those countries are massive. Why? Because people realize the power, the absolute power that it is in the one true and living God. There are many people who love Jesus and love his truth, but you know what? He was despised for it. And he is still despised to this day by many people. Jesus said that he came to bring a sword, not bring peace, but to bring a sword. And we learned in the episode Sword Fighter, what is that sword, right? That's the sword of the Spirit. That's the Word of God, and it's so powerful. That Word of God is so powerful that it can cut through your very soul. It is sharper than any man-made two-edged sword. There's not a sword on this planet that is as sharp as the Word of God, the sword that Jesus brought, that life-changing power, that eternal life power. Those who run the world, it ain't girls, by the way. It ain't girls run the world. No. Uh, Who runs the world? Girls. Nope. Who runs the world is some satanic cabal. And that's not a conspiracy theory. It's absolutely true. There are leaders who have talked about it, who have spoken about it. I don't know who they are, and I want nothing to do with them. But I'm, I'm telling you the truth. And those people who run the world that we live in right now, they want to silence the expose of their crimes against humanity. They want to call that misinformation, right? Uh, who gets caught in their crime and then says, oh, yeah, I did it. No, people lie in court are still lying in jail every single day, even though they've been caught. They ain't telling the truth. They are not telling the truth. They also want to silence the teachings of Yeshua and anyone standing boldly for him. Remember who has already won the victory, though. God wins, you guys. God has already won. We're just caught in the in-between. We've talked about that before. In this space between. We recently just saw a a Dave Matthews cover band. I love Dave Matthews band. If you don't like him, eh, I don't really care. I love Dave Matthews band. I've seen Dave Matthews band several, 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 several times in concert. But we just recently went and saw this awesome Dave Matthews cover band here in Texas called Monkeys on a String. You can head over to their Instagram, Monkeys on a String. You know, uh, you can even tell them that I sent you over there from my podcast anyway. But that that song, you know, the space between that, that is what I, I think about. I think about there that we're caught in this this space in between there and then and now um, and and now and then in the future. But then now, whatever God wins, you guys. So I want you to stand boldly for him. I saw a thing this week that said, you know, we don't need another meme hoping for life to be easier. We need more and more encouragement on how to fight the battle that we are in, in reality, right now. 
And that is what I hope that my podcast brings to you every week is empowerment to stand firm for what's right, what's right in the eyes of God, what's right in the eyes of of Yeshua. What's And how do we know? It's in the remedy, you guys. It's in the word of God. It's in that sword sharper than two, any two-edged sword. It's the word of God. And that's why I read you the word of God, you guys, because that is the remedy. Keep standing boldly, you guys, even if they cancel you. Who cares? Cancel culture? I've canceled that. Done. Who cares? I, I don't care. I've already said that I do this for the audience of one to please the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you guys, that is your audience. That is your audience is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And what you do is for that audience of one. So you guys be empowered, be empowered for the truth, be empowered by the Holy Spirit for all of that truth. And if the explicit lyrics label, boom, gets planted on you for standing for the truth, for God's truth, if you're wearing that warning label as a badge of honor, good for you. (laughs) I know I do. I sport mine. What's up? Yeah, what's up? Badge of honor. Explicit lyrics over here for speaking the truth. Man, I wear that ish with pride. You should too. I love you guys. See you next week. Peace. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe. New shows coming at you each week. If you have a question or a comment, send them to asksaragrace at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip side.